This is Ken Bone, and I never listen to None Taken. Did... Oh. Oh. Did... Hey, did you ever figure out why you were so itchy? No. Oh. That's... Uh... I I did not. <laughs> Although... Do you ever uh, worry about that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Although, it's mostly gone away. It just comes back every now and then. I don't know why. You know, maybe once a month or something. Actually, the last time it happened, I also had, like, other symptoms that made it seem more like allergies. I was sneezing a lot, and, hmm. like, when I was inhaling, sometimes I would, like, have some shortness of breath. But it huh. didn't last very long. It went away really fast. That is weird, um, man. Yeah, bizarre. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So, I'm just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's stop asking about it. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. That's not how that works. We're getting too old to keep acting like that. Well, I did go to the doctor. I mean, yeah, I know. And your doctor was it's like, not like I completely ignored it. No, I know, but I feel like the doctor didn't give you a good enough answer. So you're like, well, fuck it then. Pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much true. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you want to do a show? Let's do a show. Oh, wait, hold on. <coughs> Oof. Oh, yeah. Get the smoky. Mm-hmm. <sighs> really cuts through the muck. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. start a show let's start a show that podcast is filling your head with garbage no offense taken there well it sounds like none taken Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. It's a great day for America. (laughs) I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And Alan is back in San Francisco. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this and share this episode with your podcasting pen pals. Please leave us a five-star review. Be sure to tell all your friends about us. You can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our Facebook None Taken Superfans group. I, I don't, Alan, it's been weeks since I've cared about shark stories. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is indeed a great day for America because tomorrow is my birthday. Oh, shit. How'd you sleep? I didn't know that. <laughs> hey. Wait, tomorrow's your birthday? Tomorrow's my birthday, man. We got a birthday girl tomorrow, too. Really? Yeah, it's Natasha's birthday tomorrow. No shit? Yeah. We're, we're birthday ne- buddies? I'll never forget your birthday. I did not know this. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very well, cool. what, do you, Very what cool. do you have planned for your birthday? 
I'm going you to work. work? <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, I've yeah. had enough birthdays. I'm good. Um, <laughs> wow. What's that? What does that mean? I need to do more shows no, I don't, to do. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I don't need to celebrate. It's fine. No, I'll, I'll do something on the weekend. I'm off the week on Saturday. Okay. So I'll go do something. Nice. Um, but nothing tomorrow. But yeah, I um, I turned the big 42. Nice. The old yeah. Jackie Robinson number. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so um, last week, man, I... I had a couple interesting thing hap- things happen to me. Um, so on Friday morning, I was awakened by around six o'clock in the morning, six thirty in the morning, by my phone ringing, uh, and it was an unknown number to me. It was like an eight hundred number, and I thought this is really weird. But I know it wasn't how like early, trying, like six six thirty okay. in the morning. So I know it wasn't somebody trying to sell me like a car warranty because they're not supposed to be allowed to do that at that time okay. of day, right? So I answered the phone. And uh, the lady on the phone says she's calling from Comcast Xfinity and that she is letting me know about an outage and that they want to try and get my service back up immediately and they're going to get me all set, all taken care of. Do you use Comcast? Fun fact, I do not have Comcast. (laughs) Did I just spoil the story? (laughs) No, no, I was going to say that next anyway. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And so, so I'm like, okay. And so I'm not really, she's just saying this stuff. She's not asking me any questions. She seems to be stumbling a little bit with her script. And I'm just like, okay, all right. And I'm waiting for her to like, what's she going to ask me? Like, is this a password phishing thing? What I don't know, you know, what is this actually? And so I'm just kind of listening and waiting to see what she's going to say next. And she ejects. She just hung up. What? <laughs> wait, wait. So she was scamming you. And then she was like, man, I just don't have the heart to even do I, this. Maybe, or maybe I was just, maybe my ums okays were skeptical sounding uh-huh. she's like well i'm not gonna get this guy uh-huh. i i don't know anyways so it's all about volume and she's like you're getting in the way if i waste time on you i won't be able to scam the next right, okay, right that makes sense actually so like 20 minutes later i get a text message on my phone and it's from my bank and hmm. it's telling me that they think my uh my debit card has did you give her your debit card no, of course okay, not. Well, okay, well, okay, 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 okay. I, I don't think these things are related. It's just oh. it's just weird that they happen, like, literally 10 minutes apart, right? Wait, why do you think that car warranty people won't call you at a certain time of day, but Comcast scammers will? Uh, Well, like, a legit company, there's there's laws against calling before, I think. But the car warranty people aren't legit companies. I've never, have you ever gotten, like, a spam call from them before 9 o'clock? I guess I've never thought about it. I, I never have. It's I mean, if, if they're a, a legit operation, what's going on? Uh, Natasha, I told her if she came in while we were doing the show, I was going to make her come on the air. So she's trying to sneak in like Bugs Bunny. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I've heard such crunchy toast. I love crunchy toast. Hey, so- she says, sorry for all the crunchy toast. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh I hear it. It is quite crunchy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think the things are related. But no, I've never, I don't think, if you're a legit company and you get caught making calls outside of certain hours, you can get pretty hefty fines. So I think <laughs> Wait, hold on. These are people that are stealing from people. There's hefty fines involved in getting caught anyway. And you think that they'll <laughs> no, just like, be like, hold on, did you do that before eight? <laughs> I, I, I feel like you, I, I bet I'm wrong because you sound like you're more informed on this than I am. But my gut tells me that you heard this somewhere. And like you just believe that to be true. That can't be true. Should I look this up? Yeah, yeah. There's no honor amongst telemarket thieves. <laughs> well, the, the car warranty thing is is bullshit, but it's a they are legit businesses. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They're as legit as these hackers we're going to talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Those people have a a, a, com- a customer complaint line and everything. Did you hear about all that? 
I know I'm spoiling our news topics, but the the hackers with the, uh, oh, yeah. the fuel line. Yes. You heard, I, I, they they have like they have like a customer oh, they, service department. They pretend to have like ethics and stuff. Not, they have an actual customer service number that I you know. can call. I know they do. They're like, okay, you need to report the guy. Okay, fine, I'll still wait. Telemarketers can't call you before eight a.m. or after nine p.m. They must promptly tell you the identity of the seller or charitable organization, and the call is a sales call or a solicitation. So yeah, but if yeah. they're lying about the car warranty that you don't have, they're already no. But they are legitimately trying to sell you a car warranty. Yeah, but they said that they're. You... <laughs> I feel okay, like I'm conflating. A... I'm conflating <laughs> lies and that being unethical with them oh, okay. not paying attention to laws, which I understand are different. Go ahead. Right, right, right. Okay, I got you. Back In any event, toast. I got I got a text message uh, from my bank. My debit card was used somewhere in Ohio at a Kroger. Oh. Oh, I love Kroger. Well, Kroger's fine. I'd rather go to Publix. Wait, not Ohio. Georgia. Georgia oh. at a Kroger. Hmm. And I have never been to Georgia. Publix. And I have never been to a Kroger. So I was like, well, no, that wasn't me. So I ended up having to drive across the bridge of San Rafael to get a new card because that's where my closest. Oh, my God. Was. You had to go to San Rafael. Are you at a credit union? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I'm still yeah. at the same credit union as I was in uh, LA. Oh, shout out to my ex-wife who didn't pay her taxes and had $3,000 levied out of my account yesterday. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> uh, she doesn't listen and her whole family hates me, so I don't really worry about saying that here. Is it? I mean, I have to ask. Ex-wife number two. Number I two, you son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, this was a friendly uh, reminder for my credit union that I had not taken her name off the account. Oof. Which, fuck you, federal government. Like, Ouch. you know I'm not in a contract with this person because that's the only thing that you care about, right? So they can right, tax right, you or not right. tax you differently. But you still are like, nope, that's a name. Fuck it. Like, oh. Wow. And, oh, and then they're not reachable. But um, I, uh, I honestly got to give her some credit. Via text message, she took care of everything. I was just like, I need you to resolve this now. And everything's fine. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, will you? Ha- uh, why don't you go on with your personal life? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was not expecting that. Me either. Uh, I was yeah, surprised yeah. yesterday You're afternoon. <laughs> Three thousand dollars missing. Yeah. Um, all right, so so you got the debit card situation sorted out. Whatever challenge the it, the only it was like a forty dollars charge or something. They wow, it's cool. It. They caught it. Yeah, no, my bank's really good at that. Well, remember that one time I was down visiting you and that yeah. happened to me? Yeah, I've had them question a few charges that were actually my charges, buying, like, video game stuff for William and stuff. But, um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good at, at seeing that stuff and sorting it out. I don't know when – like, how do you know when you got hacked? Like, I don't right, know. Like, what does it? I'm always assumed it's like, you know, you probably got it from a toilet seat. <laughs> The only thing I could figure was, you know, I went to a bunch of gas stations driving up. And it's got to be the gas stations, to, yeah. To Washington, right? Yeah, yeah those are notorious for having skimmers on their yeah, yeah. readers, yeah. I'm pretty... I know, I know, I know I do too, but it happens, uh, man. I get, it must. I mean, there All was right. the time in New Orleans where I'm pretty sure she was a prostitute. Like, I was hanging out with her regardless uh, because I had gotten separated from the rest of the people I was hanging out with that night. Before I knew it, it was like 7 a.m. in the morning. In the morning, these things happen. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'd rather keep talking to you. And then I went to 7-Eleven to get some more beers to go back to the room. And I think she stole my credit card then. Damn. Yeah. Didn't even have sex. <laughs> wow. 
what a disappointment. I mean, if they're going to take your card, at least. Yeah, I only bring up she was a prostitute because I like she was really interested in me, and I was like very much a mark in that moment. I was like, nobody would be talking to me that wasn't at an angle. I'll keep talking to you, but like, um, I'm kind of excited about this next note you have. I hope it's about your local. Yeah, dude. I was, dude. I, so my Wendy's by me has been shut down. You for sound like, so excited. You're like, yeah, dude, dude, I'm I'm so- excited. Uh, uh, the Wendy's. I was so happy. Um, it's been shut for like, I want to say three weeks, maybe two. I don't know. It feels That's like where you forever. get your lemonade from. Oh yeah. I dude, I go to that Wendy's way too often. Um, but it's it's good. Anyways, I was driving. I was like, well, I want to go to this taqueria. But then I realized the taqueria was closing in like five minutes. And I'm like, well, I'm driving by the Wendy's. Let me see if it's back open or not. And I look. And as I'm driving past, it looked dark inside. Like it still wasn't open. But I see a single car in the drive-thru. And I'm like, well, they're probably confused. They don't know it's still closed. But let me go check it out. Because usually if that place is open and everybody knows it, there's like a pretty big line yeah man it's wendy's yeah i'm like well let me uh let me go see if if they're back open and they were and there were no signs that it was really dark inside like i think nobody even knew they were open. every once in a while you hear a story about some guy that like doesn't get good service at a waffle house and he goes back and like starts cooking on it or something makes his (laughs) yeah yeah what do you think that's what happened to that wendy's just some people went in yeah there like i mean all the supplies are in there they can light the oven up like they're like fuck it we're opening the windows ourselves yeah welcome to good Uh, no, it was nice. I've already been there like twice since, oh, since then. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice to have my Wendy's back. That's good. That makes uh, me happy. Yeah, it makes me very happy as well. So what's up with you? How was how was your week? Man, we I, had dude, a I know weekend. Your weekend was awesome. Dude, it was awesome. I got to say, yeah. So, we, <laughs> so um, let's see. Saturday. Sa- so Saturday, we, well, okay. First of all, Saturday was our anniversary. So, uh, yeah. So Oh, yeah. I saw the post. Yeah. Thing, yeah. So we went out to, well, in the morning, I was like, hey, I kind of have a surprise, but I don't know if you're going to be as excited about this surprise as I hope you are. And it's not exactly cheap. So like, I want to make sure that, you know, you enjoy this. She's like, yeah, maybe you should just involve me in that. I'm like, okay, do you want to go to the Predators hockey game? It's going to be their second last game of the season. If they win, they're going to make it to the playoffs. It's your first hockey experience. I I remember my first hockey experience changed the way I looked at the sport. Like, she's like, no, I'd be down for that. I'm like, oh my god, you're a good egg. So (laughs) I so we uh, went on with the rest of our day. We did, of course, some vintage shopping because that's what we do. Uh, met some people actually at the little flea market we went to. So I think we made friends oh. and then we came back kind of pre-partied a little at the house, took an Uber the like two miles to Bridgestone arena. That's, uh, how, that's how close it is. Oh, to we should have walked like, yeah. Holy shit. That's dude, awesome. Dude. Yeah. It's a 40 minute walk. Uh, maybe oh, half wow. hour, half hour, you know? Anyway, nice. So we, uh, we get down there, we go to HQ, which is like a arcade bar. Um, okay. I, I gotta right. say, beating your girlfriend at Mortal Kombat is not satisfying. Like, it feels like someone's gonna tell the police. Like, it really feels like you did something wrong. Like, uh, yeah, I was apologizing I to her afterwards. I was like, hey, I don't really feel good about what I did in there, and I'm just like kind of ashamed. Um, you know, I just want to make sure we're good going forward. I, I have to ask, I have to ask, D- did you finish her? I, I don't know any of the moves, I just mashed buttons. Okay. Yeah, so it was like I think it did like a jumping down fist, which is like the most embarrassing move. <laughs> Fucking it's like you jumped, okay, and down fist. Like what? Who is your who is your character? Sub Zero. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, and, and she was Sonya Blade. Oh nice. Yeah. Uh 
but we also played Area 51, which was we were great at that. And dude, imagine that at a, a limited, uh, unlimited arcade. Area 51 was like Time Crisis, where you shoot, shoot, oh, shoot, yeah, yeah. shoot to the side of the screen to reload, shoot, 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 yeah, shoot little upgrades on the screen. It was so much fun. Uh, Is it? like an updated version or is it still the old? that was the old one man this place it's oh, nice. free so like i haven't yeah come haven't for the drinks play the old ever. video games dude it was fun man um we did that then then like right that that place hq is tucked right off broadway as soon as you turn down broadway though it's only like three blocks but it's like vegas it's just i mean you saw the pictures uh, oh, I saw the yeah. Dude, there's so many fucking people. Dude, that looks awesome. People in the streets. We went to a place called Ten. Did Roof. I see a bus that had like a pool in it? Yeah, it was a. It was a. It's called Splashville. It had a hot tub inside, and there was like three people in the hot tub going down. You know what? I'm gonna fucking rent one of those. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Dude, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, there was that. There was the tractor pulling people around. That tractor, by the way, I don't know if you saw that picture. Uh, that tractor was parked halfway in the crosswalk. I was like, you know, if I take the picture right, it looks like there's a hate hate crime being committed. Just you know, <laughs> well, actually, it's not against the law in Oklahoma right. and Florida and maybe even parts of Georgia. They just pe- repealed those laws, right? You saw that. Hmm. Am I? Dropping news headlines on you, they made it not against the law in Oklahoma and Florida to run into a crowd of protesters. Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yes. Well, well, that's what it looks like when the tractor parks in the intersection. I don't know why I got stuck there. We went to a place <laughs> called uh, Ten Roof. They had uh, downstairs band, upstairs band, outdoor rooftop patio, and it was right next to nice. the building I'd been working on all week too, where I took that picture of the Batman tower. Um, but then like, you, oh, know, yeah. you just look down the street and just see packs of people, man. Like the city's popping. It, it gets me a little nervous, but I'm optimistic. I, you know, I know it's not fully coursing through my veins, but I've been vaxxed. I feel safe. I actually, I don't feel safe. I feel within my risk budget. Uh, we went to another bar right. called nudies, uh, not it's not what you think it is, uh, but it was fun, live music. <laughs> and so once we found out there weren't any dancing girls, we decided to go into the game. Went to the game. So, by the way, everything I described, all yeah. those bars, all those bars, it's like, you know, have a mask on you so that you're not a dick. But, like, it's it's hygiene theater. Other than right? that, it's just the dress rehearsal right. it's for hygiene theater, yeah. Uh, or it's the right. rap party. Anyway. Um, then we get to the stadium and like everyone's got their mask on going in. And, uh, as we walk in this guy with like a QR code, I'm very drunk by the way, I'm drunk and high. And this guy's talking to me with like robot images, you know, the, how QR codes look. And I'm like, man, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like for contact <laughs> tracing. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I scan it. And then like in the time that I went from, we're still outdoors. There's like this like little gated area outside where you go through before you go inside right. by the time i made it to the doors i had given up on the app that that opened up i think actually it made me download an app i'm like you want me to download an app while i'm walking into the ticket area like no fuck off i gotta open the Ticketmaster app so didn't <laughs> do the contract tracing sorry um i'm sure it's fine yeah i'm sure it's fine we it's fine. get up to our seats hot dogs uh you know box of popcorn two beers at a time because I just, there's not enough time during intermission. Yeah. Right. It's like 20 minutes, but still, um, and, and I'm just throwing beers back, eating food. We're having a great time. She's loving it. 
um, she actually was taking pictures of me. I was like, hey, can you take some pictures of me really quick? Just like of the stadium or of me like in the shot at the hockey game. And as she starts taking pictures of me, the Preds score. I'm like, oh, what? What? The Preds just scored. <laughs> the, it, it was a fun time. Um, so nice. like I said, I keep throwing beers back. There's always food going in our mouths. Uh, then into the third period, this guy comes down, this usher comes down. Oh, keep in mind, seating, there's two people in front of us and to the left, and then down our row a little bit, there's like a couple other people, but they're putting gaps between the seats, you know? Yeah, it looks pretty sparsely populated oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, maybe yeah. 25%. Um, okay. The usher that comes down. Safe. Yeah. it Honestly, it felt safer there than outside. The yeah, yeah. The usher comes down, and he's like, Hey, you got to put your mask on. I'm like, why do I got to put my mask on now? And he's like, if you're not eating or drinking, you have, you know, you know the rule. We know the rule by now if you're not eating or drinking. So right. I was just like, oh, okay. So then I just picked my empty Bud, Bud Heavy up and just pretended to drink that for the rest of the game. <laughs> this is stupid theater. Like nobody else around us. Uh, right. Did you see him approaching anybody else like that? Or? Oh, yeah. It was anybody that was okay. doing that. That was his whole Well, job. they probably have to. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not mad yeah. at him for it, but I just think like, just, just think about the nonsense of the fact that everyone in that vicinity has been at all of those bars because it's not like right. you walk from the bars to the stadium. The stadium is in the middle of that. Right, uh, right. And, and they're all just ass to elbows. And then you go in there and they're like, hey, if you're not eating or drinking, you really need to wear your mask. It's like, for what? Like, this is essentially outdoors. And I don't know if you saw that article from the New York Times this morning. They were saying that um, the CDC said less than 10% of people have been, um, have, have, have been, had serious illness of COVID from outdoor transmission. And right. they said, like, that's a gross mis, uh, misstatement of the safety in outdoors. They said, you know, the real numbers, which the CDC is aware of, are closer to less than 1%, not less than 10%. So right. they are being truthful, and they compared it to, uh, oh, I got a story about sharks. There's no time for sharks. No. They said that that would be like saying less than 20,000 people die from sharks all, every year when the real number is yeah, You're true. not wrong. It's just... Yeah, it's just 150. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or 15. Right. I don't know. Nobody <laughs> dies from sharks. I still don't like them. So I have questions about the game. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, you, I've been talking a long time. Sorry. You, right. you said you got tickets on Ticketmaster. Yeah. Was it like a resell or reseller market, or was it? You know, I think it. I, th I think when I went to the Preds website, it redirected me to Ticketmaster. So I don't think I paid a markup. Okay. And is with so few seats available because it's lower capacity, was that driving prices up? Do you think, or was? I'm it sure it was. I mean, we were upper bowl, so. I don't know what your move is at hockey games. I like being upper bowl, front row. I don't like being in the lower bowl, um, just the angles, and there's just more people that walk in front of you and stuff. But if you can be on yeah. the upper bowl, which isn't super high in a hockey arena, but uh, on the very front row of it, it gives you this effect of feeling like you're f sort of floating above the game, like the camera view. Uh, and if you're in the front row, there's yeah, nobody the, in the... front of you. <clears throat> And like the walls don't really get obscure your view. You no, no, not at all. Not, no, not in the upper bowl. No, yeah. if you're in the front row of the upper bowl, like you're just like. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. right. There's no obstruction. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like the corner. 
like the the upper end of the lower bowl and the corner. That's kind of where my go. I don't like that is. corner angle though. I feel like I can't see what's happening on goal on either. Because if goal. you're in the right spot though, you can see the whole thing, and there's a, often a lot of action in the corners. By yeah, the, that's the true. Goals. That's so, true. Okay, that's you're right. I <clears throat> not everything yeah. in hockey is about whether they get in the goal or not, right? Like there's a lot more going on. Right. It's fun to watch. True. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. That was it, man. Um, okay. Do you want to do uh, Dustin yeah. ask questions and we can get into our uh, news roundup? For sure. Let's do it. All right. I've got... F- I have to pick a number here? Five or? of them, I think. Yeah, I got five of them. Okay. Uh, give me number two. <laughs> if I, I'm glad you picked this one. If I had told you five years ago that within five years there would be a cold vaccine that would essentially prevent you from catching the common cold... And a new, more virulent, virulent, vir, vir, mm, a new, more virulent, potentially pandemic virus. Would you be happy or angry about that vaccine? <laughs> uh, happy or angry? I wasn't. I thought you would ask if I would believe it. Um, People wow. get mad about it. And is that not a description be, of what these are? Like these are essentially these are effective against like basically every kind of cold. I'd be happy. Anything that kind of uses that spike protein and listeners correct me if I'm wrong, that's what I do believe. My understanding is that like they're they're like, look, we don't want to like put this on the label, but there's a really good chance that this essentially eliminates most like it's a coronavirus vaccine. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you spent your whole life hearing though they can't give you a vaccine for the common cold. But yeah. you know, here we are. If it's pissing everyone in the world off, apparently they can. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so like that was. That's what's been effective with me when I talk to my dude. Nobody I work with wants to vaccinate, and I don't blame them. It's their decision. But sure. uh, actually, a couple, two people. I should have said nobody. But uh, you know, when I've talked to other coworkers about it, I've been like, "Look, when this vaccine, when this." When this virus hit, I would have like I, I would have done anything, you name it. Yeah, Is that what you're thinking about right now? That thing she won't do. I would have done, done that to get a vaccine. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. now here I am with vaccine available, and I'm just gonna be like, ah, I don't know. Seems like they made it too fast. Like. Now, fuck off, man. There... I'm going to stick to my principles on that, you know? Like, <laughs> so is, it, is there a specific objection to it, usually just that it, it's untested or unproven enough for them? Or? I think a lot of people feel like they don't need it. They feel like they're oh, like they're good anyways. Yeah, like it's not gonna get them sick, and it's like, yeah, you know, I I'm not gonna try to teach you about you know you getting someone else sick. Yeah. Um. But but I try to kind of just like nudge, right? I'm like, look, I mean, honestly, so I've kind of gone in circles with a couple of their other reasons, and then I've settled on, well, I don't know, a year ago, like when this shit was breaking, I I would have done, I I would have been. I would have took the first vaccine that came out, you know, of course gone through safety tests, but I would have sure. took the first vaccine that came out. Like I'm not going to be in conflict with a former version of me that liked this idea. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I do feel yeah. that hesitancy. I can understand it. Like it does. It's not, um, it's not understand. It's not unbelievable to me to feel that way. Uh, it's just, you know, I just, I can have internal dialogue with myself and say, well, you wanted this a year ago. Don't you still want this? I'm like, Oh yeah, I do. And it's free. So. Right. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there is something to be said for the skeptics mindset, which is something we try to have on Mm -hmm. the show. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But in in this instance, I mean, all the available evidence seems to point to, this is a good thing. Let's 
Yeah. All right. Should we get into the headlines? Yep. All right. So I'll start. Uh, Gaza militants and Israel have exchanged a series of rocket fire and airstrikes amid escalating tensions in the region. The cross-border exchanges started last night, uh, that being yesterday, after Hamas, which controls Gaza, uh, fired rockets toward Jerusalem, following violent clashes between Israeli police and Palestinians in Jerusalem earlier in the day. This was escalated <laughs> further today, too. Did you see any updates? Um, I saw 30 Palestinians dead, including 10 children. Um, and I believe maybe- three police officers. There were also yeah. the, uh, 600, over 600 rockets were fired. Um, yeah. and so do you, yeah. do you know what those rockets mean? Like, do you know what, like that They're definition shoulder would fired be? rockets, right? Yeah. Right. And like, obviously like, I don't want to live somewhere where rockets are landing. I'm not diminishing that at all, but like the impact of these rockets are like, I, I don't, see the deaths on the Israeli side on the stats, which may be our media. I'm open to that. Uh, But my understanding is that they usually don't cause any fatalities. They usually... And and even to the extent that at one point Israel was talking about turning off their air raid sirens because people were freaking out too much about that and hurting themselves, and nobody was actually getting hurt when these rockets landed. Now, now 600? I don't want to live somewhere with 600 fucking, you know... (sighs) So yeah, they, they can do damage. They rarely do. Um, they're difficult to actually you know target with. Um, so they often, say that to TWA flight eight hundred. Uh, okay, this that's a surface to air, not surface to surface. But okay, um, that's a good quick response, man. <laughs> Have you but, been taking improv classes? No, no, no. Well, other than what we do every yeah, Tuesday, right? Uh, <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's it's no comparison. I mean, what the the Israelis throw at the Palestinians versus what the Palestinians have even to, at their disposal to throw at the Israelis. What, what instigated the is the Palestinians to fire that then though? Because like it's always said, like, oh, okay, sure, you know, don't don't get upset at these Palestinians because there's not much damage done from these rockets. But it's like, well, w- was something done to lead to that point, or did the Palestinians start this shit? So I'm asking out of ignorance. It was a uh, it was a response to some police raids on the Aqsa Mosque yeah. compound, That's which right. is a, a sacred site um, for both uh, Muslims and Jews. And so that's they, right. they were that's 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 why the the tensions escalated. Uh, you know, all I can say is, uh, you know, I'm glad Jared Kushner took care of that for us. That oh yeah, shit! This was supposed uh, to be solved four years ago. Son of a bitch! I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right clearly he solved it all uh, maybe he's still working on it yeah i'm sure he's he likes he those back channels he's probably still got communications open with i mean if he cared he probably would right well he's probably hanging out with mbs you know? oh right that's their homies so yeah. who knows um yeah it's just it's a shit show man and you know it's it's been ongoing for how ever many years? Uh, 1947 47, yeah. 48 it, now so don't now to be fair the first several decades was the british instigating the british sure. used divide and divide and conquer strategies on any of their settler areas and they treated israel no differently since they had a vested interest to the creation of the country right. um and so they would they would play divide and conquer and try to play them against each other and then finally they're like well you guys are taking this way out of hand we don't you solve this yeah, uh, so it's it's a shit show, and it seems unlikely to change from being a shit show at any time in the near future. It's it's I sad. Mean, it sucks. You, I mean, there 
there's real people suffering there, yep. um, particularly on the Palestinian side, um, but on both sides. Yeah. Um, Very fine and, people. And, and that sucks, man. <laughs> Very fine people. Yes, yeah. indeed. Do you think we're going to solve the two-state solution like on this podcast, or should we move on to the next news topic? I think I, I, okay. I don't have right, a I'm very gonna, high I'm hopes. Move on. I move on. Yeah. Uh, China's population <clears throat> grew to 1.41 billion in 2020, an increase of 72 million in the last decade, marking its slowest population growth in decades amid a declining, uh, a declining birth rate. I'm only saying that because our second half conversation is going to be about the declining birth rate in the U.S. and some of the responses to that and what we what you know what we think about that. So that'll be our topic for the second half. Yeah, that's, not China, it came up, but our country. No, yeah, it kind of came up on the show last week. So that's an interesting topic. I'm looking forward to getting to. 1.4 billion people is a lot of people, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it used to be there's a billion people in China. Now it's like uh, whatever that number is. There's a billion people in <laughs> India. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, new topic. Russian officials reported that a school shooting in Kazan killed at least eight people. So good to know that the good old US of A doesn't have the, um, hasn't cornered the entire market on school shootings. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. We've got a new import or export market. <laughs> I was going to say something just like that. I'm really glad to see you've got the same broken brain as me. Oh, Send God. your letters to at Allen579 <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, spell it like that so yeah. I won't get it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> a cyber attack forced the closure of a major U.S. fuel pipeline over the weekend. The 5,500-mile system transports 45% of fuel consumed on the East Coast. The attack appears to be linked to the cyber criminal gang known at gang known as Darkside. They didn't spell it like the guy in the DC movie. Right. They spelled it normal. And the White Back House Snyder hasn't gotten hold of it yet. Yep, and the White House is actively aiding the pipeline operator as the shutdown enters day, I guess, four now. What um, do you see? How organized that group is? I hinted at that earlier. They're super organized. Uh, apparently, based apparently. in Russia. Um, oh, I didn't. And, yeah, I guess yeah, I, didn't pick, I and, probably heard that. And they they target only. Um, they say non- they won't target like healthcare facilities, right? And vitals. Uh, so they they attempt to make it look like they have some sort of ethos. Yeah. They actually have a whole website. They have like a customer service section. Dude, they literally have a number where it's like, "Did you have ransomware attacked by us and we didn't pay you? Please hold. Right. There are four people ahead of you in line. If you you'd like tell- to get a callback, press star." You can tell in reading their um, like their website or their sort of press releases that English is definitely not their first language. Um, so there's a lot of like, like what, like tenses are off. Like they'll say "sended" instead of "sent." Uh, um, just stuff like that, where like Google Translate isn't necessarily going to work. Why, for you. why go to that effort? I don't know. Uh, I I mean, I guess maybe they actually believe it. Uh, that seems unlikely, uh, but maybe that's me being cynical. Um, I feel like it's just so that they can they can they can make you feel like if you pay, there's like a responsible entity on the other end of the computer. Oh, that's interesting. So it's it's just marketing for them. I think so. Yeah, they're like, yeah. no, we're normal. We're great. You know, we're like Robin Hood. You know, you yeah, just have is, to pay that us so that to, we can give it to the poor. That is exactly how they try to portray themselves, yeah. like a Robin Hood type individual. Uh, so from what I have seen reporting on this is that while they are not uh part of like the gru um they are for them to operate in russia 
um they have to be state sanctioned basically so, why it's not like it's not like china they i mean russia is democratized to some extent uh i think if uh there's people in Putin's backyard shutting down pipelines in the U.S. and he doesn't want them to. He'll 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 make that happen. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, are we partnering with the state in Russia, or do we have no, no. diplomatic ties uh, in so that the, way? Uh, Putin. Biden said he was uh, going to talk to Putin. I think it was maybe today. Um, Aren't there like layers of government? We talked about this on that Russia episode where it's like, that's the problem with Russia is you have to talk to Putin. Whereas with China, you can talk to any bureaucratic layer. Yeah. 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 Um, So I, you know, we'll see what comes of that. I I haven't seen any reporting of it yet. Wow. Okay. It is interesting that they call themselves dark side too, though. That's kind of amusing. It, it it's normally some kind of a bear, right? The one I always remember is energetic bear. Do you remember? Energetic bear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, next topic. Uh, the U.S. economy added 266,000 jobs in April, falling well below economist expectations of 1 million. Do I say economist again? Well below economist. What did I say? Economist. economist. <laughs> well below economist expectations of 1 million. Uh, the unemployment rate increased slightly to 6.1%. I got to say, when this report came out, it was uh, sort of like a, a punch in the gut for uh I think what everybody was expecting. Well, the president uh, said jobs 40 times and is not state of the union, state of the union, right? Right, right. And, you know, he came out and immediately addressed it in a press conference saying, you know, this recovery is going to have ups and downs. Did he walk through a microphone? Remember <laughs> no, when he did that? I do. Okay. I do remember. Uh, so definitely disappointing. I mean, it's so it's so strange because anecdotally what i'm seeing is is a tight labor market um whereas this seems to indicate that there's plenty of available labor so they are uh, not looking right because that's not counted well we talk about that a little bit later but yeah well there was uh 498,000 unemployment claims which was the first time it dipped under 500,000 since like i don't know last may or something that's right um so yeah uh, the, hey, remember that Chinese rocket that was falling out of the sky? Yeah, it made yeah. the news after our podcast. I was so happy I included yeah. that in our little throwaway. Dude, it was like in memes everywhere. Dude, the, well, it landed in the Indian Ocean on Saturday. Uh, that's it. Silly China with their not deorbiting. Silly China. Yeah. All right. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a new election bill into law last week, Boo. including a wide range of changes to voter ID requirements, mail-in ballots, and drop boxes cited the desire to increase transparency and security, while critics suggested that the law will make it harder for people to vote and file challenges in federal court. I saw a, I think it was a state senator being questioned um, on the Senate floor by, you know, like a, a Republican senator being questioned by a Democratic senator. And they were grilling him as far as, was there actually election fraud in 2020? And he he wouldn't say that there was. But what his response was, well, we don't need to see fraud to, to beef up our election security. So we're doing this regardless. Um, and that's why they thought it was important. So they don't even have a good lie ready? They don't even have a good lie ready. What the fuck, it's man? Ridic- <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Speaking of lies, did you see the only news agency they allowed uh, yeah, at the sign? It was Fox. Yeah, the only one. How bizarre. That's not even a news company. They've said in court, we're like a, a, entertainment. an entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw, is it the ACLU? Somebody's trying to sue them for that because it's like a, 
access to the press type issue. Oh, sure. Well, good luck, ACLU. I don't think that's a fight you should be fucking making right now. Do you think this will get challenged in court? Like, do you think this has, because um, there's got to be challenges to this. Oh, there definitely will be. And then there's also HR1. Um, oh, that's the, right. Uh, we the People Act. If that passes, then that would um, invalidate this law. And of course, there would be a ton of litigation around that, I'm sure, as well. So, but yes, it is it's, it's, signed and in place. So any hope would it just is. be to get it repealed. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I guess they got in that filibuster and get HR1 through before 2022, or it's bye-bye Democrats for fucking ever. <laughs> <sighs> I laugh. Yeah. You know. The New York Attorney General found that 80% of public comments on the FCC's 2017 decision to repeal net neutrality rules were fabricated. This included 8.5 million comments in support of the repeal. That Those ones in support were funded by a broadband industry t trade group. And 9.3 million comments against the repeal. Those were generated primarily by a one- <laughs> college student using automated software so I, I i i am not putting you on the spot on this mm -hmm. I, I i i could if you want sit, turn the spotlight right back on me how do you feel about net neutrality um i think that this was a mistake when they they repealed net neutrality rules i think net neutrality is important i think that for innovation going forward to equal access to connectivity um yeah but all important. they like okay. how, how yeah how how is how is the next Netflix gonna compete against Netflix if they're ten times slower than Netflix at getting to your house? Like that's just not gonna work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I remember this is one of those stories that sort of fell off the face of the earth. Um, I remember this is man, not John, going the direction I fucking thought this was going. <laughs> John Oliver like spent a ton of time on his show on uh -huh. HBO talking about this when this was I when this was being considered um it is amusing to me that this college student <laughs> was the primary person who yeah. put up these 9.3 million comments um I, what, what's your take uh i you know i didn't like it at first and then yeah. it occurred to me that all that was happening was the internet was going back to what it was in 2013 which in 2017 was not long ago and it's been four years since this and it doesn't feel like the whole world's changed so i do i, I do don't have to admit I, I, I don't feel like it, you know, all what you described is a thing, but it's only yeah. a thing if you think that you can fix that via legislation. And yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, to your point, it doesn't really feel any different, right? Like nothing's really. So, I mean, what I was really going to with that was I think if you ask most people how they feel about net neutrality, they'd say they have mixed feelings and they're not mm -hmm. sure. And I'm like, well, probably because. 8.5 million fucking comments were by a trade group and the other one was made by a college student and they both of them were false. So yeah. Yeah. 80% of public comments on the 2017 decision were ruled fabricated. So that's, a lot of misinformation. That is crazy. We should just blame Russia and then we don't have to worry about that problem. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Well, where was that college student going to school? Probably um, St. Petersburg. Probably. Florida. Probably. Uh, but it's a satellite <laughs> of St. Petersburg, Russia. Right, Moscow right. Moscow campus. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, next one. At least 25 people were killed in a shootout during a police operation in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. This had a lot of buzz when it first happened, and I kind of forgot about it. So this is midweek last week, right? Yeah, I was actually reading this article 
as I was sitting in the bank waiting for them to print my sounded, debit card. <laughs> it sounded uh, like fucking uh, Fast and the Furious like four or whatever one where they go to Rio. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I mean, the so the police were saying saying that it was you know they're they're raiding drug dealers or you know criminals in the favelas, these kind of um, yeah rundown areas. Favelas right? have their own courts. They have their own like government. Yeah, they do. Like, they do. And for a long time, I want to say pretty close to the beginning of the pandemic, they had put in place a, a law that prevented the police from going into the favelas unless there was something really heinous happening. Like they were just supposed to stay hands off. Wow. Um, but recently they've just been kind of going in with impunity regardless of the law. Um, and it, some of these people that were shot seemed to be basically executions. I mean, they weren't oh. even attempting to arrest these people. So they were just getting it out of their system. The cops are like, look, we haven't killed anybody in a fucking year. I need to go into the favelas and start shooting they, people. I, I don't not have that. Number. You're not saying yes. No, to no, that. no, no, no. <laughs> are, you saying, are you saying yes to that? I am saying oh. yes to that. Uh, I, was, I had an, I don't have the number in my head, so I'm not going to say it because I don't want to say the wrong number. 69 is big, it 69 bigger than that. A oh. significant number of people have been killed by police shootings in the favelas in recent months. Um, after so there was a huge decline in, in violence in the favelas when they pulled the cops out mm. and all of a sudden the last few months, it's just shot right back up. Mm. So, hmm. yeah. Well, I haven't seen enough follow-up on this story. It seemed like it had legs and they were like, okay, well, yeah, police brutality. That's what it is. I think it's really hard to report on that. It, those areas are just tough right. to get into. Oh, yeah. Like, good you know? luck being a reporter going in there. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of shootings, a sixth grade girl in Idaho shot and wounded two students and a custodian at her school last week. All three victims were expected to survive and an investigation is ongoing. Word is she said she thought she was going for a taser. Jesus. <laughs> Everyone's fine. It's okay. Oh God. Um, We're all gonna survive. Yeah, you know, this story there's I don't have a lot of details on this. No, I did either. see it. Um that's is this our first female mass shooter? I mean three hardly counts. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Why didn't we get her name? Because we don't she's do that a anymore. Sixth grader. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. She's like 11, dude. And you know what's funny? I immediately thought, I was like, man, in sixth grade, I was reading Jurassic Park as many times as I could. Like, I yeah. read it like four times in sixth grade. Did you read it because you weren't allowed to see the movie or just no, liked to read it? I just like, okay. I really liked the book. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good book. Yeah. It was yeah. weird to like finish a book and then just go back to page one, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I could see it with that book, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Biden administration announced support for waiving IP protections. Uh, this is me waving IP protections. <laughs> Those are IP, the, the part, IPA protections. Oh, no, the peeing was in my pants. So I was oh, waving. I, <laughs> yeah. So IP standing for intellectual property, i.e. patents uh, for coronavirus vaccines, citing the ongoing global health crisis. The waiver, which would require WTO support, the World Trade Organization, could allow the vaccines to be produced and distributed more broadly around the world. How do you feel um, about this? Um, so from the reporting I've seen on this, it's a good first step, but it is by no means the only step needed to actually uh, improve vaccine distribution around the world. Um, so just it's not like you just give somebody the recipe. Right. You're like, here, go put this in the microwave and make right. it. Like, like there's a lot more to it um, for for these other countries to be able to. Yeah, make you got to keep it vaccines. cold, too. Duh. And, we all know that, Alan. 
Well, and the WTO has to um, support it as well. Otherwise, it's not getting off the ground. Okay. So I, I think it's a it's a good gesture. This is, this is where I branch from being a good libertarian. I'm all for this. I think, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I understand. So what are the concerns, right? Like, what what's the argument against doing this? That you will... Um, De-incentivize de- companies. That, companies you know, to, wow! I, <laughs> <laughs> to innovate further because you're taking away their profits. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's yeah. the point of spending years and years and billions of dollars on, uh, what's it called? I, R&D. R&D. And, Research and development. And, yeah, but... But but like this this seems outside of that, right? This seems like something we're all going through Moral, yeah. like, like, dude. The, I mean, I the long, the more I think about it, the way everyone treated AstraZeneca and their vaccine is fucking crap. They should have just been okay with what it fucking gave them and choose to take it or they don't. AstraZeneca's entire, because they partnered with Oxford, their entire objective was to not make a profit off of it. Right. Um. And you know, I, I don't, I don't think that somebody shouldn't be able to make a meager profit while solving a major problem. But I just, I don't, you know. Why? I also think that there's a lot of public funds that were used to That's true. support this R&D. Not with Pfizer, so, but yeah. Right, right. Well, um, yeah. No, not really. So so I think that that's that's part of it. But honestly, so I mean, here's the thing, like here's we talked about that <laughs> we talked about that variant in India. Um if we aren't able to mm-hmm. get these vaccines out to the rest of the world, it doesn't matter if we're vaccinated because this right. is a global economy and people are moving from place to place. Uh, and we're just going to keep having these new variants uh, pop up unless we can get this. The more it's globally. the more it festers, the worse it is. Yes. Hey, yes. Uh, earlier I said I'm a bad libertarian because I want to see patents given away. Can I blow your mind and tell you why that actually makes me a good libertarian? I'm ready. Intellectual property is bullshit. This is my belief. I think some libertarians will see it this way. I don't know. We don't talk to each other. <laughs> we just <laughs> argue. Um, so intellectual property rights are something that you go to a government body uh, and ask them to enforce by means of violence on someone else for you right. to have the pro- whereas if it exists and it becomes an extant thing that you brought into the world you just have to make sure that it's good enough for other people to want to get it from you like you know. yeah yeah that's i I'm okay, I'm okay with that argument. Yeah, I think so. I think that Pfizer should have no problem selling this as the big swinging dick of people that cured COVID and gave it away, you know? Hell yeah. 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 Oh, oh I can keep talking. A federal judge struck down the national eviction moratorium, noting that the CDC, which announced the coronavirus-driven measure last year, did not have the authority to impose it. Uh, the DOJ is appealing this ruling. So you're telling me the CDC is not America's landlord? Haven't hasn't that come up on the show before? All the time, every yeah, time. yeah. It's my only joke. Every time, every time. Um, so a lot of um, municipalities, counties, states still actually have uh, prevention. California on that email yeah. I saw from Gavin Newsom today said six hundred dollars checks and all your rents paid. I swear to God, yeah. it was on there. It just happened. So today. so this uh, only affects I want to say like maybe thirty states, um, but still, I mean. You're right. The CDC is not America's landlord. It is weird uh, that the Center for Disease Control is like, nobody pays rent. Huh? <laughs> Did somebody hand you the fucking mic? Like, It is a little bizarre. 
definitely. Uh, I, I'm not. That doesn't. Don't conflate that with me not being happy with the result of it. It's like sure. that's kind. That's good. We needed that in that moment. I think, unless right. I was a fucking landlord. But like, <laughs> uh, you know, right? Maybe don't be a prick and you know require everyone's income to get by while no one's making money for a time period. There is that. All right. Uh, tens of thousands of protesters gathered in Colombia yesterday. The protest protests began last week in response to a proposed and subsequently withdrawn tax reform, but have since expanded to focus on a wide range of issues. At least 24 people, including one police officer, have died since the protests began. And that number um, is really low. Uh, I've heard reports from people that talk to people at hospitals that are saying they're not allowed to report the deaths. Really? Yeah. Um, so the whole the tax thing, it was a pretty regressive tax, it sounded like, that was going to affect really low-income people, people that are making like $500 a month. Yeah, um, which is a huge percentage of their income. Yes, yeah. Um, so obviously there was going to be uproar from that. Uh, makes sense. They, uh, they as, it's, as I already stated, they have withdrawn the, tax, the proposed tax reform at this point. Did you see uh, Taibi's article today? No. Talking about um, just former news outlets like The Intercept, who are now seem to be just in bed with the intelligence community um, and helping. That's to, weird because The Intercept claims to expose intelligence community. Uh, read, read, read his article. Today, wow, man. I will. Can you <laughs> yeah. can you talk about that? I mean, our listeners probably don't know anything that we're talking about. They're all stupid. These guys are dumb. That's why we tell. That's why we do this. They wouldn't know these headlines if we didn't read them. Wow, wow, way to way to go for the audience there. Well, they um, don't. They don't understand sarcasm either. Sure, that's why we're going to go to fart jokes on the second so, half. I mean, I think we talked about Glenn Greenwald leaving the Intercept mm -hmm. on the show mm -hmm. some months ago. Um, so. He had an op-ed uh, this week talking about how The Intercept is now cooperating with intelligence agencies combing through um, basically stolen civilian data, U.S. civilian what? data. I'm so glad I stopped donating to them. To try and find um, domestic terrorism. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing, man. Um, that All that's going to do is create domestic terrorists. Yeah, They're going to yeah, find people just, that aren't doing shit, accuse them of it, if those people were on the margins, they're going to be tipped over. That's all that has. Well, tale as old as time. I, I think it's ironic that a news organization like what The Intercept purported itself to be is involved in that sort of activity. Yeah, it's quite literally um, calling itself The Intercept, saying it intercepts uh, well, intelligence cables and reports them to us. They were the ones that, you know... They, they partnered with... Edward Snowden yep. and, and Julian Assange. Yeah, they partnered with The Guardian to, to break that, didn't they? Yeah, and I th Greenwald won like a poster for that or something, I think, yeah. um, when he yeah. was there. Anyways, uh, it's just yeah. how they have fallen. Uh, so I had this note about the bar memo. Did you see this note? Um, Judge blasts bar Justice Department for disingenuous handling, handling of secret Trump obstruction memo. So there's a lot of word salad in that headline. <laughs> Can you break that down? You read this too. Yeah, yeah, and this has been... <laughs> screamed about in uh, sort of left-leaning media it ever since this it, yeah, came out. It just sounded I, like it was like, you're you're just a judge saying that they did this wrong. Are you fucking doing anything? Or are you just saying that there's nothing we can do about the fact well, that they did this wrong? So the reason that the judge is even considering this topic is because of a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act oh. request. Um, 
So they want to see um, memos from the Bar Justice Department regarding how it handled the Mueller investigation. Specifically, uh, I think we all remember the, what was it, a couple page memo that the Justice Department sent out or Barr sent out when they had the Mueller report, but it wasn't yet public yep. and basically said nothing to see here. Let's move yeah, along. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. So so what the what the judge found by looking at the papers, and so he decided, there were two judges actually, but they decided to go ahead and release all these documents um, to the journalists who requested them. But what he found or they found was that the Justice Department under, under Barr effectively went into the Mueller report with a preconceived idea that they would not prosecute the president. That's what they found uh, on the notes. Like it. it was on like uh, there was yeah. just like memos. So, yeah. So as they're producing this memo, they already the, before they even read anything, they're already so they already know they were like, game, OK, right? so so describe to me Which what is, this memo says. Is the memo like, hey, we're brainstorming before we get this and how we're going to spin what we read. And like they're just somebody's sitting around in a meeting being the stenographer being like, yeah. So what they said was before they read the memo, they're going to come up with ways to spin it positively for the president. Is that essentially what like think? Essentially, yeah. There's emails and and, and things like that. Uh, oh, um, so it's not necessarily memos, things it's, like that. It's it's email communications between attendees. Yeah, right, right. So they already had the you know like going into it, they are already deciding like what they already had uh, made up their mind what they were going to do about the Mueller report before they even got it and read it. So is this going um, anywhere then? So is there a point of this like? You know, I, I, I don't even like talking about the Mueller report because it's just it feels like ancient history and um, nothing came of it. Uh, I think anybody that was really paying attention already knew that Barr was acting as if he was Trump's personal attorney, not like he was, you know, the head of the Justice Department. We said that here. So this is completely unsurprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the only thing interesting about this is that there are potentially some legal liabilities for Barr in this. Uh and so I think it's very slim chance that that garlic, uh, garlic. garlic, Merrick, Marin garlic, yeah, Merrick Garland. I was completing. Uh, got a show title, <laughs> Marin garlic. Uh, that I think it's pretty unlikely that that Garland would go after the former uh, head of the Justice Department. Uh, just seems untoward. But perhaps uh, if there's enough there, th that would be the only thing that would be interesting to, uh, about this story to me. Other than that, it's just a, a lot of screaming it's, at a wall. And, it's, no and it makes good clicks, right? And stuff to talk about on stupid right, podcasts. Right. Oh, yeah. What? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, another story that caught my eye that I heard like almost nowhere is there's a Cold War starting up with Australia and China. Dude, I also heard this basically nowhere. Uh, in fact, I think you were the one that clued me into this. Did Natasha bring this up to you? Is that no, how you heard about some it? Some meme page no? had something about it, and I was like, well, that seems like nothing. But then they just kept posting. I was like, all right, I get your point. Let me go look. And like, once you put in the keywords, there's nothing. There's a bunch of news on this. Like, It's just not on the U.S. news cycle. Just, yeah. I think it's... I mean, Reuters is a normal place to get your news from, right? Like, I didn't... I'm not on yeah. Infowars reading this shit. Like, no, so, no, Reuters. So, so what? Uh, the headline is that China suspends economic dialogue with Australia as relationships curdle. That must be some Australian way of saying chill. Uh, curdle sounds curdle? like the. I mean, I guess you've left it alone long enough. It starts to curdle. You know what? 
Uh, well, it's going bad. Yeah, it's going bad. What's what do you do? Churn. I got churn confused with curdle. Oh, like, they're curdle, both yeah. milk related. Anyway, my, I <laughs> sure. had a quote from the article that I thought was like really um, telling of our times. Uh, recently, some Australian Commonwealth government officials launched a series of measures to disrupt the normal exchanges and cooperation between China and Australia out of Cold War mindset and ideological discrimination. That's from China's Development and Reform Commission. This, the fact that China is coining the phrase and putting it out into the world, ideological discrimination. You know what? It's been a while since I've been on a college campus. Maybe that's been a phrase for a while. Uh, I, I haven't heard that. Like those, those words mean exactly what they sound like, but they also sound laughable. Like, oh, did we discriminate your ideology? Ideology, <laughs> like, like it's, it's uh, such snowflakes. I I hate that. Don't you put those words in my mouth? But like, <laughs> like I'm sorry that like our country does something in a capitalist system, and yours uses a planned economy. Like don't don't throw weird names at each other like ideological discrimination like just like fucking everything that's like when people say like uh, uh gravity challenge instead of being short like shut up you know i read this article and it, it like wasn't immediately clear to me what the issue actually was i, mean, I know that i think like, i think uh, it's shit over taiwan but i can't get into it the uh china's foreign ministry spokesman uh wang wenbin because of course um told a daily conference the suspension was a necessary and legitimate response to australia abusing the concept of national security to pressure cooperation with china yeah okay so they're like hey china uh we care about you not hacking our infrastructure when you own all our fucking ports which they do so yes. uh yeah you know China owns like all the ports, right? Like they own Athens. Um, I don't know why I picked that. Like that was the first one. Um, <laughs> they do like they like they like ports. That's they true. do like ports. It's part of their Belt yeah. and Road strategy. They're gonna own. Like we don't have to own the globe. We just have to own where you use commerce at. Which right is brilliant. Don't they like, own? The they're port gonna of win Long because Beach? of that. Probably. I mean, I, I believe so. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. One of the major ports on the Pacific Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what's the next one you have here uh so do you remember the archegos scandal and the viacom yeah. stock manipulation can you describe what happened there at all or should i just go off the headline so archegos uh headed by bill wang was a uh, a hedge fund and he had highly leveraged positions in a few companies I, I, viacom i know was one of them for sure mm -hmm. um trying to remember what else and he made a ton of money in a relatively short uh, like a couple of years and the I method was, that he did like, it uh, was fucking baffling i mean get ready alan this is a crazy idea so he went to 12 different banks and asked all of them for like i don't know a billion dollars and they gave it to him and then he bet all that money on this and then it worked out for him he started, yeah i want to say he started with something like 200 million dollars and like maybe three years later, he had twenty billion yeah. in assets. But none of the, the other banks that all, knew all that these... he was asking all the other banks right. for the same thing. Right. I mean, the problem is that he was so leveraged that when the stock started to to, to take downward turns, he was super exposed. Yeah. Um. And so that in turn caused some of these other banks to call basically his the loans that he had uh and he wasn't able to pay them back the people so lost like they, so th well, there's there's short 
millions like, and millions. Yeah, there's short side of this that are like millions and millions, and then there's high sides of this where like what the banks took, it was like hundreds of billions of dollars. Uh, uh, what what they were on the hook for on this? Yeah, <laughs> it was bad, man. Um, yeah. I mean, you sent me this article. I, I think I asked you via text, you know, like, do you see this as like a uh, a sign of something similar to what happened in 2008 in our financial markets yeah, happening now? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that it, okay, so, so not quite, but yes. So I feel like this, along with unrealistic housing prices, they reflect a willingness of the market to spend a certain amount to get something because that's what they perceive its value to be because everyone's paying that. But it doesn't reflect its actual value, right? Like these over-evaluations, because that's basically what happened with Viacom. It, was, it, it became over-evaluated and people were still willing to bet on it because right. it was going up. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at Dogecoin, right? What happened with Dogecoin? It was <laughs> oh, it, like, it, it's down to 40 something cents now, which is still a lot better than nine where I sold at. But the, like <laughs> anybody who's buying into Dogecoin, why are they buying into Dogecoin? Uh, it's all to the moon. speculation, right? To the moon, right? To like the moon. they wanna be there yeah. to get rich. You shouldn't be buying a currency to get rich. You should be buying a currency because you see value in it. You see like it's right. inherent value. And if that doesn't exist, like in the case of Dogecoin and the only investors are people who are speculating basically, then when they lose, they're burnt on that whole market. And I don't know, just I, I, that was a tangent about crypto that I'm concerned about. But in general, I think we have a lot of indicators that are telling us that things are being over-evaluated. I, I can't even draw the connection right now, but do you remember the thing with WeWork? How they were like, this is a $40 billion company. It's like, well, that's weird because I never heard about this till six months ago. Like, I, do you follow me? Yeah, I don't I don't remember that much about the WeWork thing. I, I remember it vaguely. It was, it was uh, highly over-evaluated. I think it ended up getting... Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this, so that, that is, that's a market bubble, right? And that is what the 2008. But I'm describing multiple was. markets. Like I'm saying, yeah, in figure, general, figure, everything figure is over. There's another word for this. It's called inflation. Right. Right. Of a type. Um, the, the crypto thing, the Dogecoin is an interesting um, thing. I mean, with Elon Musk sort of poking the bear there and, and continue to try and hype that up. Um, although, I think did you see on Saturday Night Live he no. kind of made a comment that, that I didn't um, watch Saturday Night Live. I didn't I didn't watch it either. Uh, I, just I saw he was Wario. Is it while he was Wario? That's the only thing I know. Uh no, I think on the he, he sat in on the news desk and I think Michael Shea asked him um something about Dogecoin if basically if it was just a, a side hustle and he kind of just nodded and said yeah. And and that that actually caused I think the the drawback in Dogecoin that you're talking about was primarily caused by that statement no on kidding. Saturday Night no, Live. Yeah. I think um, it was dropping that before the okay, go on. There's also some company is going to buy or pay for transport on SpaceX of SpaceX. a satellite or something like that with Dogecoin. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so it will be, and they're, that's like the pizza the with Bitcoin, literally Dogecoin to the moon. That's dumb. I get it. Wow. <laughs> hey, quick update. Yeah, I just got a message from a friend of mine who said he went to, he lives in North Carolina where the, where that gas, gas line that got, uh, affected goes yeah. to, he went to four gas stations yeah. and only one had gas. He wouldn't care, but 
he he said I wouldn't care since I know it's not a shortage uh, but a supply chain supply chain issue. Uh, and then he right. said I was only down to a quarter tank and didn't need to get seven f- extra tanks like this bitch. What the fuck, dude? This is this is suck, like toilet man. paper. I was just gonna say this is a toilet paper yeah. situation and hand sanitizer. Oh God, people. Did suck. he think he would never have gas again? Where's he going? <laughs> I don't know. People, yeah, but man. there are uh, there are going to be supply chain issues because of that yeah. for sure, and they're already they're already being seen. So yeah. there are real world no uh, catastrophe go. What's the phrase? Let no catastrophe go without taking advantage of it. What's the phrase there? I don't know that one. Oh. I, I I've heard something like that, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. All right. Well, right. on that note, shall we uh, do a go to the second half? Or yeah. Let's go to the second half-time? half. Yeah. Let's go to the second half and uh, refill each other's beers. Pour yours this way. Reach over here. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. I got you. All right. We'll be right back. (laughs) See you on the B side. God bless. Cheers. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. (laughs) In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Hey, what is that t-shirt you Oh, it says crows before hoes. The mountains <laughs> I was like Game of Thrones kind of. Everybody uh, says that. I always, so, so everyone said that. They were like, oh yeah, I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't even recognize the font. Uh, I got it because of my crow tattoos. Well, they're ravens. But. I was hoping it was a black crows t-shirt, because that would be cool. Oh, or the counting crows. I like me some counting crows. Oh, that's you. I've playing a lot of them, actually. Uh, Which one? So specifically the song Angels of the Silences. Do you remember that song? No, it's the uh, uh, it's kind of rocking. It sounds really like um, upbeat and everything. But for the first time, I connected with me that that song was really about like uh, religion and self doubt and lack of faith. I mean, okay, so if I could do the lyrics, I am going off the top of my head. She said, "What did you come? Would you lie? Why'd you leave me till I'm only good for waiting for you?" I, all my sins, swear that I would pay for them if I could come back to you. Uh, uh, you get the point? Like, it sounds like he's talking to a girl, but it's like, were you here? Like, is Jesus real? Would you lie? Why'd you leave me till I was only good for waiting for you? If I could, uh, I'd pay for all my sins if I could or something. If I could just come back to you. But it's like all about like doubt and faith, and uh, yeah, I did not pick that up at fourteen. Whenever I was first listening yeah. to that album, <laughs> well, I think most of the Counting Crows song sounds like he's trying to talk to a girl. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? but when that one, but was if more you actually about, listen yeah. to the lyrics, yeah, yeah, I was in love with the Counting Crows. Oh my for god, like, man! I, sw- I used to swear nineteen ninety seven for me was all about the long December. Oh, for sure, uh, <laughs> for sure. Oh, uh, Black Crows all, ex. Also an excellent book. She talks to angels, though, is their best. I, I, I feel like... So, like, I should hear that song in my head when you say that, and it doesn't happen. Oh, dude, listen to it after. You, it's still ah, stick in your head. I feel sure. like it's happened recently. Really? Yeah. I love that song. It's not that into them. What's another song by the Black Crows? 
Are they? <laughs> That's the only one I, oh, okay. I can think of. That's all my right. favorite Black yeah. Crow song. I okay. listen to it all the time. She talks to angels. All right, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, um, where are we? Uh, time for Dustin asks a question before we get into our sure. our big second half topic. Yeah, let me get uh, my list together here. Okay, so All I right. picked number two last time. You did. Okay, so let's go with number five. Oh, <laughs> have you ever taken a dump bigger than your dick? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, guess what made me think of this? Because uh, I took a shit and I was like, man, that's bigger than my dick. <laughs> I don't want to get too far into the scat topics uh-huh. here, but um, have you ever taken one where it kind of, it kind of like. Sure. I thought, I mean, circle? this is okay. more about the dick side than the shit side, Alan. Like, right. well, obviously, that's. Other questions, you know, like, like soft or hard, you know. <laughs> the shit, not my dick. Uh, How'd that I make think, you um, feel when you did that? I felt fine. Actually, what did I you think, relieved. though? Did you yeah. did it cross your mind? <laughs> no, it did not occur to me. It's a real I moment. It's I a real compare. moment when you're like, man, that shit is like about the size of my dick. <laughs> huh. huh. And it just came out of... Yeah. yeah. Huh. Cool. Wow. Well, we're that kind of show. you know. <laughs> hopefully you don't take that the wrong way. I like to think that we're just open-minded and cool with that. But, right, right. You know, if you want to read Bodily that Bodily functions. Yeah. Everybody poops. That wasn't where I was going with that, Alan, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> hey, we have a serious topic for the second half. Hey, speaking um, of uh, oh, sexual yeah. organs, uh, uh, do you want to set up the first topic for the big sure. topic for the second half? Yeah, so... I've um, been talking enough. <laughs> so the decline in the birth rate uh, in the that, U.S. Okay, that's our big topic. That's for the our big half. topic. Okay. Oh okay, my. I'll all let right. you talk. Sorry. All right, all right. The CDC released data showing that overall birth rates declined by 4% in 2020 and by 8% in December. And they also first. said we don't have to pay rent. That too. Same company <laughs> or same organization. <laughs> company. The first relevant months to reflect impacts by COVID-19. What was December? Okay, yeah. wait, what, what were those stats? So it was 4% for 2020. So, so a decline in birth rate, 4% for all of last year, but... But seemingly more importantly, uh, in December, it was down by 8%. Yeah, putting birth rate below replacement level. Um, That's a weird phrase, right? That kind of sounds Orwellian, doesn't it? Replacement level? It does, but it's a statistic I'm pretty familiar with. Um, It's been around forever. Um, I think it's something like 2.3 children per household to okay. um to maintain the, oh, the population okay. where it is i'll um, do the point three okay just round <laughs> sounds, it down though yeah sounds good sounds good um you gotta round it, down I, right like i don't want a third of a kid that's not even a third <laughs> okay go ahead i i actually i i thought that maybe birth rates would be higher just because people were stuck inside with nothing else dude to do. right don't you feel like everyone you know who was in a relationship made kids Actually, no. Oh. But I was just thinking anecdotally, like, you know, people what, are... What was that word? Anecdotally? Anecdotally. What okay, did I say? Yeah, you said anecdotally. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, m- most people I know in relationships okay. didn't. So Although my brother... told you. Oh, shout what out. your brother shout my, uh, I'm an uncle. Uh, my, my, just happened? My brother's son, Liam, was born on... Um, was it while you were on the... Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the world, baby Liam. Born at 4.37 a.m. on Sunday morning. 
uh, 19 and a quarter inches long, weighing eight pounds and one ounce, head measuring 14 ounces. Oh. I'm sorry, 14 and a quarter inches. <laughs> and a huge dick. Uh, so congrats. Congrats. <laughs> At least well 14 done. ounce penis. Yeah. <laughs> most, most well done, Chris penis. and Molly. Congratulations. Uh, Welcome to the world, Liam. That's great. Yeah. Stud. <laughs> Absolutely. I am. Uh, I. Some people would say childless. I prefer to use the phrase child free. So while <laughs> that may be Chris's decision, don't um, force your religion on me or whatever the phrase fair, is to say. In this fair, moment. to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. Uh, however, we're talking about that decision quite a bit here, right? So when you, when you said that there are that you chose not to to um, have children. I think there's there's lots of reasons that people choose to and not to have children, and it's not. Um, we talked last week about the government incentivizing people to have <laughs> have poor taxpayers. I think is how it ended up being spun, right? Yeah, um, another but, tax deduction. Another tax deduction, which was the child tax credit we talked about last week, uh, wherein uh, parents would be mailed a check monthly. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to and, getting their okay. tax credit at the end right. of Right, and in response to these declining numbers, there's been increasing response in legislation to try to address that, right? And I'm sure right. this is anticipated because these things take time. But uh, So as we talked about last week, the one-year increase of the child's tax credit, so they increased what the amount of what you would have got back on your taxes. Right. And instead of giving it to you at the end of the year, they said you get this as $300 checks every month. If right. you have a kid under five, above five, it's less than three hundred, um, and so, which is basically like not like that's that's universal basic basic income for a class of citizens. People, yes. yeah. Uh, but then and I think this, my argument last week was that the government is doing that because they want to incentivize the behavior. Right. And I mean, it, you can look at uh, the Times uh, podcast had a couple episodes last week about. Um, like what's going on in uh, Japan as far as their falling birth rates and the the knock-on effects that that has on that economy um, and that country overall, um, it can be pretty, it can have really incredible effects on the success or failure of that economy in that country. So there's a reason the government would want to incentivize people having more kids. The question is, is doing what they're doing now the appropriate way or the best way to incentivize uh, that. Yeah, because points at everything other than the space race. Uh, I'm not really holding my breath on this government social engineering experiment to fucking be successful, man. And you mean three hundred dollars isn't isn't going to be enough a month? Isn't going to be enough to make you want to have a kid? You know what? I'll cut to the chase on one of my bigger points here. I, I okay. you know, what? I'm just going to go ahead and say and disagree with you here, Alan. Ultimately, what you're saying there is that you're trying to incentivize. A certain sect of the population will be responsive to incentives, like incentives you mean like towards welfare, not like a welfare queen or something like that. Okay. I'm not thinking okay. of any. If if your brain's going there, listener, I apologize. It's not where I'm intending that to sound like. I'm saying right. Like I mean, literally in my head, I was imagining somebody that looked like me. So like I just was thinking of myself in my mind. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like a nefarious person. I was just saying like if someone is having a response to this, hey, we're going to give you $300, and that's their way of resolving this um, this population crisis and this lack of birth rate. Is the population that we want to have kids the people that say, well, hell yeah, I'll take that $300. Mary, get in here. 
Like that. <laughs> like I don't like. What like okay? Because what are the real drivers of things like this, right? Like the real drivers of whether or not you want to have kids are economics and your education level and access to birth control. Those are the three things that countries that have a higher level of those of of education, uh, income, and access to birth control. Not just countries, civilizations, even like demographic groups all have less children. And when they poll those populations, what they find is that they're having exactly as many kids as they want to have. They're not feeling like, yeah, I would just have a kid if it weren't for this. Now, there are people that say that, but by and large, they're not. So the studies um, were done on late-stage boomers, like the later 60s, and early-stage millennials, like early 80s. And they showed that women were having exactly as many kids as they wanted to have. Younger people wanted fewer kids. As they got older, their desire to have more kids changed and birth rates climbed. Like, like what What do you think are some of the reasons why people choose to have kids? I think um, it's a it's a personal choice, right? So there's, there's that. There's some people just like kids or uh, like to uh, see themselves in like a family unit with um, with children. And there's some people that that isn't attractive to, but I think if you take that out, like that's just going to be a thing with humans, right? Uh You're going to have a preference one way or the other. I think that if you take that out, I think the primary driver is economic stability. Um, wait, that's why they have kids or that's why they choose to at that point. So the people that would take in every other factor out, um, would actually, choose to have children you know if if there were no obstacles whatsoever i think that for those people the primary reason that they choose not to is economic stability uh i think you know there's cost of housing there's cost of child care um access to child care just in general there's a huge dearth of that in our in our country oh and um, not, not to mention in the past year where child care was basically outlawed and right. the well and you have uh, you know t- we talked about also this is sort of a side thing but the you know the number of women dropping out of the labor market yeah that's what I, um, yeah yeah um because well, of that's that. that's the so, response is that you know child care was outlawed so women are not working anymore um you know when we talk about that i think one 2.8 million women fell out of the workforce last year and 1.8 or 1.5 million men and and like okay yeah that's clearly more women but women were already less of the workforce at that point to start with like that's a that's a big percentage that just dropped and i think if you look at the recovery numbers it's largely men going back to work right. as opposed to to women so well because a lot of schools those... haven't opened up right. and daycare hasn't opened up like it, it kind of sucks to say it this way i don't mean it to sound like a dig on places like california that i moved from but like places that had more strict lockdown measures have had a larger response in terms of women dropping out of the workforce. Yes, that's true. I think that, so I guess to ask, answer the question I asked, I don't think that this child tax credit is the best way for the government to incentivize people having more kids. I think it's solving these other root problems. It is the cost of housing. It is the availability and cost of childcare. It is uh, things like paid um, family leave, um, you know, um, maternity leave, the, all those things are factors that the fact other than, 
other than the, the fact that some people have access to them and some don't and like when right. you have access to them that's when you choose to have kids and that tends to be later in life well well kid having kids is already a lifestyle choice uh-huh. on some level right but but beyond that it's all those other things i think that the government if it wanted to impact that um that number would have a better chance at success in attacking those things i just mentioned as opposed to sure this this monthly paycheck right you know? right well and not to mention if you're paying one group of people and not the other you're creating class war in the mix sure. like well, like nobody's gonna go out here and be like i hate parents but like that does <laughs> fucking piss me off man like i mean if you think about the cost of childcare, honestly 300 a month isn't shit like it's not no, even gonna cover have, they're not gonna charge you the same per kid and right. you're getting yeah. 600 if you have two kids so or if you have four and you just stay at home uh I mean, it's so, I don't know. Uh, well, so so I asked you a question. I said, why do you think people choose to have kids? And I, I you know, it's, first of all, it's a lifestyle choice. So, so why so do they choose to Why do they choose to? Uh, I mean, I suppose there are like, you could say there's reasons like that you have somebody take care of you when you're older or stuff like that. Uh, I think some people just like the idea of legacy and, you know, leaving uh, their family name behind. And if you're a Republican, like that's part of being a pure, good American. You have to make children in order to be a complete human. (laughs) I mean, that was a joke. (laughs) But yes, Uh, I, I would add on to that. I think that kind of in the vein of what I was just saying in jest, I, I think that this may not be a huge driver, but I think a lot of people with kids would probably admit that they want to do a better job than their parents did. Sure. I'm not going to sit here and say that I had the best parenting, but I'd also say that from what I've heard, prior generations, like the ones before that, where I mean, that, that we've heard all the horror stories of, didn't quite have it as good as we did. I mean, just look at the entire industry that's gone into parenting in like, just our lifetime. Yeah, it, it it doesn't sound like the craziest thing to me to consider that a generation of kids raised under conscientious parents maybe don't feel that drive of doing a better job than their parents did. Like I, you know, I can That's understand my parents' shortcoming. I don't have that drive in terms of me having kids. That's why mm-hmm. I choose to be childless. What did I say that word was? Child free. Child free. Child free. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, I. And, and and then also, I feel like that coupled with e- the the economic incentives that you're describing, like how hard it is to get by in our modern world, the fact that it takes two incomes in order to rent anything in California, you know. Yeah, I mean, what the difference between the what the middle class was like in the 1950s and what it's like now is just yeah. But does it feel like day. does it feel like $300 checks and the promise of that are going to make you want to have kids like that that, no, that that's no. a driver in terms of like spiking up the child rate. So so then I, I have a follow up question. Then is what kind of impact can legislate can what kind of impact can legislators even hope to have? Like how can you incentivize a how how can you incentivize this with checks? What kind of because European countries have been doing this for a lot longer than us. You know, you look at Norway and places like that. They've had almost no impact from direct payments or things in this nature. Uh, so, like, I just I don't understand like what 
what, what I, I feel like these are things that make effects on the margins where the large majority of people that are influenced into having kids or not having kids are things that the government could never even touch in terms of coming up with policies. Like, do you follow me there? Yeah, I think there are a few things. I think so. We're just going to give everybody three hundred dollar checks for something that's going to affect like point two percent, like that. That's I'm sorry, I cut you off because it made me so angry. <laughs> what were you going to say? So I think there are things that the government could do that would uh, change some of those people in the middle. I guess um, so. There's always like I'm sure you've been in meetings where they they show you these the the circles, the two circles that are. Are you talking about like a Venn diagram? Well, yes, but no. So okay. there's like, so so typically what they'll tell you like in a sales class, something like that is that there's, there's, you know, let's say there's 40% of the people are going to say no to whatever you try to sell them. And then there's, there's some percent of people that are going to say yes, no matter like how bad of a salesperson you are. Right. And then there's that circle in the middle that is going to make the decision based on how good of a salesperson you are. Right. You've been yeah. to meetings. Uh, that, that's, yeah. 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 Okay. So I think you can kind of look at people who are likely to have families in the same way. There are some people that doesn't matter what you you do, they're not going to be interested in having children. There are other people that, regardless of what you do, are going to be interested in having children. There's the people in the middle, and those are the people that can be moved by government policy. I think and you that, think they'll be moved by government policy, not economic well, conditions. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I think okay, there are certain that. things. There are certain, there are certain things. So access to medical care. So I think that the oh, the, so that would be what they should be spending government yes. focus on is access to medical care, not three hundred dollar checks, because yes. that won't. I agree. I agree. I, I think, think that move. Okay, go ahead. I think access to medical care. I think affordable housing. I mean, basically, think, what the concerns are that are keeping people yes, from having kids. Yeah. Right. But you I go can, back to my previous statistic. Can, if they ask people how many kids they want to have, they say a number. And if they ask them later, hey, how many kids do you have? They're like, I have as many kids as I wanted to when they were 36. Like, if they were uh, 20, still, they wanted they zero can, and they had zero. Like, I still think you can move that number of the people in the middle of that circle that mm -hmm. I'm talking about. I think um, affordable housing, I think. Uh, you could subsidize childcare in some way. And you think that they could subsidize childcare? That's going to come from taxes. I know. I think that they could incentivize uh, people to. But start they're going to tax people that are in the care. same demographic. They're like that. That's going to cross across people that are having kids. So they're going to pay people that have kids. So what the means test it? Like they won't give it out. Right now they're giving these checks out to people that make less than four hundred thousand. Right. That's a lot of money to get three hundred dollar checks, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, if you make four hundred thousand dollars a year, the three hundred bucks a month—not in probably... parts of California, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, this is why I moved. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think that the government, if it truly wanted to incentivize it, I think it'd be a much better route. Okay, to go but the thing way. is, there's countries that have been doing this and they haven't yeah. seen the effects from it. But if you ask any politicians in that country to get rid of those, they're like, "What?" And have the po have the populace say, "What? Yeah, I must hate children." Like, uh, like these live forever. So, so case in point. They put this into, into uh, they put one year, I said last week it was 18 months. So this, they did what we just described, the $300 checks for one year in the COVID relief plan. And then like four months later, during Biden's State of the Union, he's saying in 2024, we want to extend these. So in the, in the span of 90 days, 100 days, 
we're we're already hearing them say we want to re-up this. You're telling me that I can't expect in four years that not only are they going to ask for them to be permanent, they're going to say in the next one we need it to be more than three hundred dollar checks. I think I'm tracking with you now. This, this, so like this, if it's not effective, don't start doing this because like we have, and it's not like like hey, this is a scientific thought. We can look at places that have used this experiment and seen if it's worked or if it's failed. They had the best intentions. Like we always hold Norway up as this modern, um, what's that word, egalitarian holy land, and right. you know. But when they have failures, we're like, oh, don't look at that. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, and I said Norway. I meant to say Scandinavia. I don't know yeah. which one does what. <laughs> there, just a side thing. There was a really good Freakonomics episode, I think, three weeks ago about um, what Scandinavian countries, uh, Holland, I think, are doing to um, stop using GDP as their main hmm. definition of success. Yeah, for their I like economy. that. I like that. It was it was a really interesting. Episode I'll listen to it. Do you remember the yeah. name? Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. Cool. Um, so, but what I was going to say though is that I think that so ideally, then, because what you're talking about is some of these policies that would only impact people who have children. Uh, I I think if if you wanted to be more equitable here, but they do like or, that word. Affordable housing affects everybody, regardless right? Of whether right. Uh, solve to solve multiple problems at once, yeah. right? <laughs> affects everybody, regardless hey. of whether or not you have kids. So you're you're incentivizing that for people who are concerned about that, but you're also just positively impacting everybody, right? So so on that same in that same spirit, I have a crazy fucking idea. Uh, let's let's go. What if instead of subsidizing one class of citizens based on what they do with their sex organs? <laughs> Why don't we just yeah. do that while we same while we same simultaneously solve a different crisis? Mm. I know Republicans don't want to do anything other than legislate away the best types of sex, but I, <laughs> but yes. but the, if we could get them on board with this, like like I look okay, I've got an idea. We're gonna have to convince the Republicans to be okay with Mexicans. Because there's a lot of people Jesus. that would like to come here, make kids. I'm not not because they're Mexican. How dare you? I'm saying there's a fucking border crisis with Mexico, and we're like, we need more people. And we're like, well, I have a lot of people in line that would love to come here for a better yeah, opportunity to make a living and pay taxes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you talking about Mexicans? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? Why don't we just? I know this goes against everything I stand for as a Republican. But why don't we just pay people to have kids? I don't. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. Like there. This is like. This is so fucking ignorant. Like, but, but like our whole country's on board with this. They're like, yeah, pay people. Pay people to have kids. Like why? Why? There's people dying to get here. Like I'm sorry, I made it not funny, but the people. Hmm. People starve to death. They die of dehydration. They burn to death and rot in the sun in a matter of days and disappear in the Sonoran Desert. This is true. All of those things you said are and true. And you're not willing to just solve this population problem by bringing in people who are willing to die to get here to pay taxes. Oh, and by the way, you can, in a stroke of a pen, say, and they're not entitled to this, this, and this, if that's what you're fucking afraid of. Mm -hmm. But they come here having barely survived and pay taxes and get nothing out of it next to nothing i guess you could be an asshole and be like they get health care out of it sure if they if they hurt themselves while they live here and they go to an emergency room they're gonna get health care you're right uh, oh my god 
Other than that, they pay taxes on what they earn for a living and they see nothing else from it except for the roads, except for the roads, which damn, you shot a hole in my libertarian bucket. But like either that, those matter to you or not, by the way, but I'm not going to go on a tangent there. But uh, like we can solve both of this, like like get rid of the crisis that we're having on the border, not worry about that. Get all, by the way, all the innovation that comes from being, bringing people in. It, study after study shows that immigrants are the population that you want in your country. They're the new, hot, young, mm, I didn't even know what kind of panties they're wearing. Like, you got to <laughs> bring them in. Like, you got to bring them in to try that new, new. Like, and we're just so afraid of it. I 100% agree with you on this. Is it about the panties? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what sold me, really. Yeah. Uh, I would point out that it's not um, primarily uh, Mexicans that are, are trying to cross the border. It's south south and central america that's true that's true in fact mexico it's, is it's a, that's a point that doesn't really matter <laughs> i, I, I mean, named the border i'm sorry yeah yeah you're right um, if it was the northern border it would really only be canada right like right. it's like that and <laughs> arctic tribes right okay, yes. seems unlikely yeah, yeah. uh but forgive yeah, me i grew I up mean, in san every, diego i mean immigration is a net positive like always like it's just that's yeah, because the problem isn't too few too few kids. The problem is a lack of opportunities, so people avoid having kids. Like that's right. I I I felt the squeeze of the lack of opportunities, but I also I mean I'm honest with myself. I don't want to have children. You know, like mm -hmm. I I got to the age where I was like, like at some point they don't annoy you, and I just couldn't agree with that. And it's like, well, like that'd be a terrible thing to be a father and think like I well, just yeah. you know. So I'm I'm grateful that I don't. And I recognize that you know kids aren't for everybody and I, I i'm not militant about this but i do get angry thinking about the way that people want to just act like that's just a part of being a functional full human and to the extent they're like let's just write a common sense tax code about whether you get kids because you just get kids it's like no fuck you like like this is not that's literally not my life and in other ways we use identity culture to reflect positives and I don't understand how me not my, me choosing to be a dog dad is like makes me less than a full human being and have to subsidize someone else's lifestyle through my taxes, and, and in a way that like we're only doing this to try to social engineer. And like, what are some of the like negative things that could come from that? Like, can you think of a perverse incentive issue on this? I'm sure there are many perverse incentives. Can I say something else though yeah. before I yeah. circle back to that? Um, so, you you um, you not wanting to have kids, I assure you, does not make you uh, less than 100 percent human person. I appreciate um, hearing that. I, yes, I did uh, not need that. Just in case you felt like I <laughs> no, don't know no. why that was important to me. Excuse me. Thank Se you. I appreciate that. Second, so I I have I have one uh, a son, obviously. Um, I can't imagine having another child. However, if I were in a relationship with somebody who felt strongly about that, I could see myself being persuaded to do it, given that the, you know, economically and all of this stuff made sense, right? That sure. we could, we could do it. Um, so I'm not like super against it. Although personally, it's not something I'm looking to do at this point. Um, but that's my personal, like, decision you know like right. i'm i can't imagine people that have like seven eight kids i'm like man what are you I, I can't imagine wanting to do that yeah um but that's what that's their life you they know? make horrible noises when they're happy <laughs> like do we, we say that to each other me and natasha all the time there's like kids you know sure. there's a yard on the other side of our yard and it's like 
Those are happy noises. These are happy noises. Like nothing's wrong. This is what they're doing. Right. They're having a good time. Yeah. Oh God. You know what? There is some. Yeah. The noise. The noise factor is a thing you're not prepared for. I, I wasn't prepared for. I don't think having a child. I was like, wow, just all the time. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. What What do you think the perverse incentives that you're concerned about are? I, I just don't feel like we need to be incentivizing people to have more kids. I feel like like if you just take that as literally as it sounds, you're saying like, hey, I'll pay you to have a kid. And like, I don't know, let's do an impromptu Dustin's questions. Doesn't that sound like prostitution with extra steps? <laughs> A little bit, yes. Okay, well, that seems weird to me. I can't believe that, like, and then we're all just like, sure, break that down as a fraction. Tell me what I owe on my taxes every year. Like, I know we don't think about that, but, like, when you do, that's weird, right? It is weird. Okay, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. that. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bit odd. Okay. Um, I mean, there there are case studies, though, that you can look. You talked about, you know, countries implementing programs that didn't work. Japan is exhibit a of japan's culture is strange though it's go ahead and that's uh, so they are in a downward spiral population wise but yes their culture is is interesting i should have said interesting and it's it's part of the reason that more and more people are choosing not to have children it's because there's such a a focus on um career and there's also the the division of labor between um, spouses, the, the parents, the spouses, and, uh, which is, is bizarre. It's like there was no trade off. None of the men worked anymore. All the women work and they're still expected to be full time moms, full time run the house. And it's just like the the the, the times that now had the statistic, I want to say, of the uh, Japanese average Japanese father spends 45 minutes a day engaging in child care or household chores versus uh, in the US, uh, the average father, something like two and a half hours per day. Um, now, and that's, that, now th- these are lifestyles that like people grow up within and see what's wrong with and things change as generations go on, which we have a quote that kind of addresses that. But Yeah, but there are also people that see that growing up and specifically, you know, women who see that growing up and they're like, well, I don't want that life. You know? Exactly. I, yeah. You know? yep. I mean, that's what really was spotlighted in that, that episode of the daily last week was um, they actually went along with a, a, a mother of, I think two um, and kind of followed her, her day. And it was just, it was in, it was insanity. I mean, clearly somebody's seen that, like if I'm a 25 year old uh, female in Japan and I see what that, lifestyle looks like uh, no count me out like yeah there's definitely no incentive there yeah but i just so like i said from the beginning though in (sighs) at least at least in the united states in 2021 i feel like the things that the government is choosing to do will make differences on the margins of society whereas the things that will actually make an impact as to like we started off with statistics down four percent in all of 2020 in December of 2020, we're down eight percent. So, right that and and that gross word. What, what was it? Replacement rate. Yes, we're, replacement we're rate. below the rate of replacement now. Thanos would love this, but <laughs> you know we have um, an economic system that is dependent on like wealth transfer programs. So it begs the relevant question: how how are these wealth transfer programs like social security and medicare impacted by this 
significantly. If so, if there are fewer people to pay into these programs when they're younger, what happens is what you have in Japan, where you have this aging, um, this aging group of people that the, the government has more and more trouble supporting because there are less young people to pay into the system. There are less young people to do healthcare, um, provide you know all all of those services that older people need. Um, so then they end up having to import workers, which is what they're trying to do, sort of in, not very in well Japan. in Japan right now. Yeah, because um, they put up a lot of barriers to that. And yeah. It's always been like that in Japan. Yeah. Very difficult to immigrate to Japan. Yeah. Well, I, I use wealth transfer programs phrase as a. As I know a, yeah, you did. Yeah. So I mean, it it is that though. I mean, so it's a transfer of income from a younger population to an older retirees. So they're they're not savings accounts. We talk about Social Security and at least Medicare is some kind of a savings account, but the the you know unless you're Bernie Madoff, <laughs> you're not going to think that these are actual like savings accounts. It's literally you know we understand this. It turns in money goes in money goes into the older group, and they're not sustainable when you don't have a population to back it up. Um, right. So because of how our government's set up financially, even small changes to the birth rate have significant impacts to government programs like this. So the Medicare trust is set to be insolvent in 2026 and social security somewhere in the 2030s. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of a follow up question to all of this, but do you have any thoughts on that? Like how, how, what, I mean, clearly if that, if, if the incentive for the government is to continue existing, they're going to need to make sure that these programs are properly supplied with money. Um, so they need, they need people in the population. Uh, I suppose that that's, I mean, I might challenge you on some of the insolvency dates, but that's, that's neither here nor there if it's 2026 or later, but that, but I, I think, so what kind of brought my mind back to that uh, Freakonomics podcast was, and I'm just drawing this connection right now. I didn't draw it when I initially listened to it was, if you if you structure your entire economy uh, around growing GDP, if you just like zoom out and think about what that means, is that this is a a, a perpetual growth model. Yeah, it's what and, we used to exist under in retail all the time. And, yeah, exactly. And, like, I feel like twenty. Yeah, but but so that's not sustainable just based on the resources of the planet. Like, right. Like you just right. can't like do that. Like the first forever. time I looked at that at work, I was like, well, like, what are we really doing here? Like at some point we have to stop. Like, <laughs> right. That just, that's not a sustainable yeah. way. Right. To, yeah. To there's better more. ways to but measure your success so as a corporation I, I that, or a company or a, I think that, or a country, I think that that applies here too. Right. We can't just say like, we have to grow the population every every year otherwise we're all gonna just drown in hell like, right like, well, that's, like that's we said early right? on right like if you if you pull people that are our age or older we are perfectly happy with the by average we are happy with the we have the number of children that we wanted to have and those numbers change as you get older and the only thing i would number thing, as you get older. my only issue with that is um I can't imagine, like, let's say you're polling people, right? And you call somebody up and ask them how many kids they have, and they say they have four. Yeah, they're not going to say they wish they had more or they wish they didn't have Like, are they going to do yeah. that? No. Right? Like, nobody's going to say that. Sure. But I think that it's reflective. <laughs> I, I think it's reflective of the idea that what we're really talking about here, like, really, ultimately, what we're talking about here is women having more empowerment over the decisions they make reproductively 
And when they yeah. have more say over whether they're having sex, let alone making children, it's happening at a lower rate in reflection of what people are choosing. Like I, I, I keep saying that statistic not to say that everything's fine. I agree. These are problems. But perhaps people are learning. Alan, did you notice this year that your shift in perspective towards work changed? Like the way you valued it? Like I, I value what I do yeah. when I go to work, but it became less Definitely. of a, less of an identifier of who I am. And I, I found better, yeah. more, um, I, I say better from my perspective now, but I found, uh, I, I found outlets to express myself and I found different ways. I mean, we're mm -hmm. doing this, right? Like we we just, we realized, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we real, we are, are, we had a shift in what our values were. And it sounds like you're saying that there, that might be happening at least on a GDP level with a country, which I mean, I don't know how yes. much weight to put in this. This was the country that was like, wow, weed is illegal, you know, back in the day. <laughs> so, you know, these right. guys are on the cutting edge, uh, although they still kind of lead with prostitution, which I got to tip my cap. See the previous <laughs> conversation. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I feel like pretty good about how we too. covered that topic. Where, yeah. are you, where are you at? No, I feel yeah. great. All yeah. right. I think I can start talking in circles, we, but that uh, might be helpful. Yeah, let's get into our media diet. Do you want to do a DAC real quick before oh, we do yeah, that? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, improv DAC. I'm you, ready. Dealer's choice. You. Yeah. Uh, Go for it. You pick. I got a, no. I got a silly question for you. Are okay. you ready for a silly one? I'm ready for a silly one. All right. So, <laughs> yes. Bring the, it. so what's the Queen of England and Prince Harry and Prince Philip's last name? I feel like I've heard it. I I know Habsburgs is a name, but it can't be Habsburgs. I'll be honest. I have no fucking idea. All right. Can you look I this up? I don't at all. You I don't, even, I don't even have. Yeah. Hold up. Huh? I got to look this up. All right. This is real important. Got to find out more about it. Classic. Oh, there it is. What What was your guess again? Oh, fuck. Ha I didn't know this. Is it Habsburgs? There's a castle. Windsor. Oh, her last name's Windsor? Yeah. What, what's her name? Elizabeth? Or is Elizabeth that... Alexandra Mary Windsor. So Harry Windsor and Philip Windsor and what's the other one? Let me... William is, Windsor? Ew, he's like a superhero what name. Is, it's Harry's last name. Oh, see? He, he, no, that's Henry. Not There's a Prince Henry? That's weird. Why is it saying that? It's I bet the answer's inbreeding. It says it says Henry Charles Albert David. But why is he called Harry? I, I think the answer is still name, the answer's still inbreeding. <laughs> you know what? I think that works. That's right. You're correct. Thanks. I had no idea. It hadn't even occurred to me. So Windsor's the last name of the Queen. Why aren't her? Get oh, right, because I get it. Well, okay. Do wait. Did <laughs> mm, you know what? I don't care. I, know know. I have a bunch of questions about not... the royal family, and I don't want to know the answers. I'm like, you know what? You can tell me right now, and I wouldn't <laughs> fucking care tomorrow. All right. Uh, what have you been watching on TV? Okay, so I watched The Nevers um, on HBO. Tell me about it. Yeah, so this is, just came out, uh, 2021, directed by Joss Whedon. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, he's that asshole that ruined the Snyder Cut. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, if you Google his name, all like the first ten things that will come up are uh, uh, allegations by Gal Gadot. Is it Gadot or Gadot? Yeah. I don't know. Um, sure, one of those. Uh, accusing him of uh, well, saying that he threatened her career while yep. filming Justice. That's League. true. Um, it's yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't know how I feel about the fact that he created this show. Do you like the show? Uh, the show does pretty... make entertaining. So this is a period piece set in like the 1900s. Uh, I would say it's like X-Men, except with women and in the 1900s. Oh. Uh, so basically the, the plot is there are these people who are, they're called touched, um, who have these special abilities. Um, and the, there's, you know, that used a, to mean something else when people. we were younger, right? I do. Okay. I do. I so do. They're just trying to co-op that, that terminology. Yeah, I get it. Yes, they That's actually cool. use that term. You know what? They should the own show. it. That's great. Um, there's some. That was like uh, the polite some... thing to say, by the way. That was like if you were nice. You yeah, were it like, was. That child's touched, right? <laughs> okay, I'm right. an asshole. I just realized um, that. There's some... Go ahead. No, you're fine. There's some cool like steampunk type stuff in oh, in the okay. show. Um, uh, I did enjoy it. It's it's uh, it's one of those 1920s? ones where it's just like uh the early 1900s okay like 1904 maybe okay um there it's it's the same as that other show what's the other show that we watched mary no mayor uh, of east town yeah um where they're only doing one episode a week which yeah which i, I find really annoying i know i hate that i don't like super it. annoying yeah um but i think they're on you I know what that reminds that me is that is people the, still watch it like on cable i know I know. Uh, I think the episode that just came out this last weekend was the penultimate episode. I think the Good final, use. the season finale is next Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so it's only six episodes in this season. Um, but yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. I, I do I, recommend. I think you would like it too. Okay. It's it's uh it's it's more sci-fi than fantasy. Uh huh. You had me at steampunk actually. So there's some really cool scenes in the, in the show. The opera, which I think is in the first episode, maybe the second, maybe it's the second episode, is really cool. There's a character in the show that's kind of like, um, uh, what's the Joker, the, the girl in the Joker who's kind of crazy? Um, oh, Harley Quinn. What's her, you know, the Harley Quinn. There is a character in the show that's sort of just crazy out there person and she is really entertaining to watch on the okay. screen i think that opera scene she really kills that scene um it's interesting because there's the way they're releasing these shows now it can't it comes with like a companion podcast which no, i, I thought was weird yeah. and i haven't listened to that yet and they also after each episode they have like a a five minute thing where they like explain shit to you if you're too stupid to figure it out on your own, um, which I'm like, that's kind of condescending. I don't need like, shows that I show. need podcasts so I on. Yeah. I, I like it no. when shows like ours do podcasts or I mean, uh, reviews of shows like to add info to it, but I don't need to yeah. subscribe to a whole yeah. other show. Like that's, that's a bit of your day. Like you can <laughs> right? get that from none Anyways, taken. I, I Why would you do it. that? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's the Nevers on HBO Max. Uh, new episodes drop every Sunday. The season finale is coming up next Sunday. I do recommend the show. I've been watching the Mayor of the Mayor of East Town on HBO Max as well. Uh, you said you've been watching it too, so you actually do a decent job describing these shows better than better than I do. I always point out one or two things I think are funny from them. I'll just say on this one, it takes place in I I thought it was Eastern Pennsylvania. But they, they got them O's, uh -huh. 
that like the Baltimore O's. <laughs> Where they say like Cal's in the Hal and Joe Flacco and yeah. just the worst fucking accent in America. People are like Boston is the worst accent. I'm like, no, Baltimore is terrible, and this town sounds just like it. It's the fucking worst, man. Is that called swallowing your O's? O. I I don't know what the the name for it is. I do really like the show. I like that show too. I yeah, the there's better is, things to say about the it. The plot yeah, is great. The acting is great. I actually What's heard got Kate, so Kate Winslet is it. the is Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, she's the star of the show. I actually heard her paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah, but she doesn't look like that at all. No, I know show. that's why like, I brought it up on last week's show, and you're like, "Why didn't you say Kate Winslet was in it?" You texted me like before I fell asleep that night. I was like, "Oh yeah," right. I didn't think about her. She's like doing a Gary Oldman <laughs> where you don't realize it till it's over. You're like, oh, "Is that Gary Oldman?" God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, the only reason I knew about it was because I'd seen or heard an interview of her, um, Fresh Air. She did an interview, I think, two weeks ago about the show, uh, which was really good. And that's how I knew she was in it before I even saw it. She, her accent, like, you wouldn't believe she's British at all. No, um, yeah. Although, I guess, apparently, all you got to do is just talk like an idiot, and you can sound like you're from Baltimore. Where, where are they from? Sounds, sounds like us. It is it is Pennsylvania. It's a small town in Pennsylvania. I'm not clear of. It's probably outside of Philadelphia, so it's as far east as possible. Yeah. There's a term they used last episode, uh, "smacked ass," which I had never heard before, except from a friend of mine who's from Philly. Oh, and really? She said that word, and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean? What does that?" And mean? then when they said it, I recognized it because my friend from Philly had said that before, and I had no idea what she was talking about when she said it. What does it mean? I guess it means sort of like a. Like an like an asshole, somebody who's someone's called a smack ass uh, you know is what? like, oh yeah, I get it. it nah, nah, I'm good. We've done enough looking it up. I get it. It makes sense at this point. Okay, okay. so the other show that I've been, uh, the other thing that I have been consuming in my media diet is <laughs> the podcast, the bit with the benefit of hindsight. So I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm on episode seven of it so far, and oh, wow. I, I, dude. That the host is so like he it makes it so hard to take him seriously because he just sounds like what what do you remember that sports guy out of LA, George something Papadakis? Do you know him? Yeah. You know how he yeah. sounds like this all the time? Like <laughs> that's how this guy sounds. Yeah. I, I you you've told me you would listen to a couple episodes, so I, I'm not going to get on here and sell the same thing twice. I need you to be like, you know, in this blood oath with me. Like, why don't you pitch what that show's about? Because it makes you uncomfortable, but I, uh, I think it's worth listening to. It actually. is. No, so I am. Uh, I listened to him first. I listened to his interview with uh, Thaddeus Russell on the Unregistered podcast. And then I am now two episodes deep in this podcast, uh, which is, I think you named it already, with the benefit of hindsight. Um, the I guess I would agree with you in that the, the main host is – can be grating and annoying i do find the subject matter to be compelling it is. um it's all about the the sandusky scandal jerry sandusky scandal at um penn state back in 2011 mm -hmm. um where he was accused of um uh, sexually assaulting young boys when when he was connected or associated with the penn state football team this led to the downfall of uh joe pa joe paterno who was a legend coach at Penn State had been there for you know 50 something years thousand you know, years had won multiple national championships um and this completely just kind of ruined his reputation um he, he died soon after I think maybe within a year of all this stuff happening um 
And the the premise of this show is that uh, none of these allegations uh, against Jerry Sandusky really hold up in the light of day. Um, and he goes into really, really intense detail. Compelling detail. Why honestly. he believes that. Compelling detail. Um, yeah, I, I'm two episodes in. You don't I, want I to agree with him at the beginning. It. You're like, you're like, come on. Right. Like, why are you choosing this? Oh, and he is not. He is not at all a uh, charming figure. Like, no, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he comes across he comes, aggressive. Like, I feel like, yeah, he's he's definitely not. Like, if you're Jerry Sandusky or Joe Paterno, this is not the guy you want carrying the flag for you. Right. But nonetheless, he does a good job of, of you know he, bringing he, all these. He's obsessed beliefs. with making his point, and his point is he thinks yes. that there was a there was a combination of. So the Catholic Church scandal hit the U.S. especially hard in Pennsylvania, and it was right before this. Yes. So right. there was, in a way, blood in the water for something in, along this this line, these lines. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of use that same structure around this, and the Pope is Joe Paterno, the Church is Penn State, you know the misguided priests what do you say what do they what would they say in a euphemistic way the uh wayward well, I think priests he talks about are uh are jerry sandusky yeah. and paterno and then and then the the fans are like the parishioners of the catholic right Church. yeah um so and he he talks a lot about like a moral panic and how yeah. um it so how this sort of perfect storm of events sort of came together to just create this and, and he situation. doesn't try to say that sandusky like it's i, I keep, the overlap with michael jackson is like it really depends oh, yeah. how you feel about the michael jackson case with the dentist right like if you right. kind of start with the premise of like i can imagine michael jackson being the last person i really want to leave my kids alone with but right. he might not be a child molester like if you believe like what i won't get into that because i'm not talking about that right now i'm talking about sandusky right. you can imagine okay yeah, still, I wouldn't like leave my kids alone with this adult, like child brain and a right, you know right, right. flawed human. But he may not have done the things that he's been accused of, and like a lot of the accusations just don't line up to photographs and things when you look at the timeline, the way things that are like not in this guy's opinion the correct timeline in the police accepted timeline, and it's just it just doesn't really hold much water and it actually makes you feel bad that maybe those things didn't happen and all the other stuff that we've lived with since then still did like joe pod dying mm -hmm. in the way that he did and i mean meanwhile sandusky's still in jail well, yeah I believe, right yeah. yeah you know i don't feel that sympathetic for him is that weird like he's not a sympathetic figure no I mean, he's I get not that. yeah yeah but it's an injustice. I, it feels like the yeah. way they present this. And I, I do recommend uh, if you're interested in that story at all, that you listen to that show. Yeah. Check it out. Yep. Yeah. All right. We got a quote. Yes, we do. Um, this was relevant to something earlier in the show. I promise you. I think I referenced to it. Science advances one funeral at a time. An important scientific innovation rarely makes its way by gradually winning over and converting its opponents. It rarely happens that Saul becomes Paul. What does happen is that its opponents gradually die out, and the growing generation is familiarized with the ideas from the beginning. Another instance of the fact that the future lies with the youth. And that's Max Planck. Uh, 
Very cool. I like the quote a lot. I like the quote a lot. Do you think people get the Saul Paul thing? If they don't, you know, they if do they it. don't, it doesn't matter because everything still makes sense. <laughs> it still makes sense without. But yeah, if, yeah. But but if they do, I like, like I I'm not religious, but biblical illusion. It, you know, it's like what makes Oh Brother Where Art Thou great. You're like, oh, this is the Odyssey. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's a great quote. Great quote. Um, yeah, so we did it. Do you want to do the rundown and make sure nobody was offended here? Or? Oh, yeah. Uh, Gaza militants in Israel. Yeesh. That's a rough one. Did I offend you? Uh, it was a rough one, but no, no offense taken. Right. Listeners, hope we're the same. I mean, Alan, I expect it. We can get along. <laughs> uh, China's population, not that offensive. Uh, Russian yeah. official school shooting. Did I say anything too off base there? We're no, okay, right? no I mean, you made the same joke. Taken. Yeah, blood oath there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cyber attack and the gas lines. I think we're okay there. Yeah. Um, jobs, Chinese rockets, Florida governor. I think we're on the same page with that one. Uh, oh, that net neutrality might have offended you. No, 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 no offense taken. All right, cool. Uh, people, uh, Rio, yeah, sixth grader in Idaho. Um, IP protections. No, surprisingly, no offense on that IP protection. Yeah. We even disagree on a lot of this. That's interesting how no offense is taken. Federal <laughs> judge, uh, eviction moratorium, definitely disagree, but no offense, right? None, none taken. Right. Um, tens of thousand protesters of Columbia. Well, you'd have to be a dick there. Yeah, I think we're good, man. I think we're good. All right, dude. All right. That was a good show. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> All right. God bless, dude. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Now this is- Podcasting. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself.